All right. Good morning, everybody. Um, happy to have you guys here. One quick second. I got to um, upload my laptop. If you, you see in the background, it's a little bit different. Um, a bit of the changes going on in the house. Uh, one of the things is, uh, as you might know, might not know, uh, my daughter got engaged um, a couple of weeks ago. Very excited about that. Um, but also her um, fiance is in the Illinois National Guard and they are uh, going to be deploying later on this year and for over a year. And um, as happens in some families, so my daughter's going to move back in. I know this happens to a lot of families when um, uh, their adult kids moved in perfectly fine. Really happy that she's moving into the house. So um, my office is relocating. So <laughs> The background uh, shelves are vacant because uh, I'm in a different room, but that's okay. Uh, um, the room my office was in, my daughter's going to use for other stuff. So um, it's just really exciting. Things are are going good and uh, a bit of a change. So hence, there's nothing on the bookshelves behind me because we are still in transition. However, um, my desk is up and my computer is on and we are Zooming this morning. Uh, and today, this morning, is Abraham Lincoln's birthday. So if you uh, wonder why, uh, mostly why there's a lot of sales today, a lot of people, uh, schools might be off. Um, so those that have kids in school will know that it's Lincoln's birthday. But we have Lincoln's birthday. So my um, laptop is in a little different place. So I know I keep looking off schedule, off uh, camera here uh, because still trying to adjust in new uh, new areas. But 215 years ago, Abraham Lincoln was born and um, he was six foot four. Uh, if you go on our Facebook page, you'll know there's a couple fun facts uh, that he was actually born in Kentucky and not Illinois. Some people think he was born in Illinois, but he was born in Kentucky. Um, obviously, he was the first president to advocate voting rights for uh, African-American um, veterans, to be quite honest. And then Lincoln was an avid wrestler. You didn't know that. Six foot four, that's quite the wrestling, um, I would think. Uh, but he was an avid wrestler and even had his name enshrined in the Hall of Fame. And he created the Secret Service hours, just hours before he was assassinated. Um, so quite an inspiration to all of us. Uh, he believed that the nation were all were created equal and it's relevant today. Um, and he uh, really um, has been woven into the fabric of our state, our community, our country. Um, and uh, of course, if you go to Springfield, uh, there's a lot of Lincoln stuff there. Uh, visit the tomb, um, go all around Springfield. And to be quite honest, um, the Lincoln um, uh, museum is there as well. And if you want to go, let us know and we can help arrange for a visit to Springfield. So I do think you should really, truly um, take a trip to Springfield and look at our nation's history. Today is also a national salute to veteran patients. It's, a, it's an interesting thing, um, as you know, and uh, those uh, individuals who are our patients in the VA uh, it's observed annually during the week of Valentine's Day, a day of caring and sharing. Uh, so, and uh, really need to express our honor, appreciation to all our veterans. Um, it's just the right thing to do overall. 
And then, of course, Veterans Day or Valentine's Day, not Veterans Day. <laughs> Veterans Day is in November, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, let a special person in your life know how much they mean to you, whether that's your kids, your spouse, your best friend who always has your back. Um, it's a little bit of a Hallmark holiday, but it's still a great uh, day to express um, appreciation uh, for those individuals who make a big difference in your life. So what's the uh, mug of the day? I, I just pulled out this one I've used before. It's a little smile mug, just a smile because, because those who are, and, and <laughs> those who are rooting for the chiefs and um, uh, obviously Taylor Swift is smiling today. Uh, I believe I counted 12 Taylor Swift viewings on the Super Bowl. I could be wrong. Those of you who know what the actual number is, let me know. But I think I counted 12. So Mahomes and the Chiefs prevailed over the 49ers in overtime. It was, you know, it, it started off a little bit slow, but ended really, uh, really good game uh, over the 49ers in overtime. The Super Bowl has not gone to overtime. I think it said in over 20 games and. Here we are in overtime to win Super Bowl 58. So just so that you know, um, it's, here's a little fun fact. Uh, five Illinois farm families were featured in an ad aired on the Super Bowl. Did you know that? I'm sure you might not have. Uh, throughout the state, including St. Louis and Southern Illinois markets. So um, we are in the Chicago media market. I've talked about that before. So Sometimes the Chicago media market's a little different than the Southern and, and St. Louis media markets, uh, but um, five Illinois farm families were featured on an air. We're going to try and get that ad and, and get it up on our Facebook page so that you guys can watch it if you didn't catch it on the Super Bowl. So that was throughout the St. Louis and Southern Illinois media markets. In 2023, this is kind of a fun thing, Illinois farm families set out to create more awareness of locally owned farm and build consumer trust showing Illinoisans exactly who's behind their food. And that would be farmers. And we've talked about this before. Illinois is an agricultural state. We get a lot of economic opportunity from our farms and our agriculture. And so it's so important to make sure that our family farms are protected. So um, launching in February 2023 with the initial We Are the 96% Super Bowl commercial, the campaign has been promoting statewide and has featured more than 25 farm families across the state. Um, and then uh, what we're looking at is, is, here's another fun fact, just because it's the day after Super Bowl, and people have the day off, and just a little bit of a fun fact. So um, Illinois' favorite Super Bowl food revealed a new study. I think it's chicken wings. It's not chicken wings. Uh, it's actually one of my favorite foods, pizza. <laughs> so pizza in Illinois and actually in 42 other states, pizza was determined to be the favorite Super Bowl food. So who had pizza for their Super Bowl? I know I had pizza in the Super Bowl. Um, I was watching the Super Bowl at the Montgomery VFW. Uh, they are open to the public. They allow the public to come in. And um, even though it is a, a membership to the VFW and just so that um, for clarifications, uh, the VFW is Veterans of Foreign Wars. So uh, it's a group of individuals that have served in the wars and folks like me who did not serve in war, just during war are allowed to go in as well. Now, what are the runner-ups? Uh, the runner-ups is, you know, Buffalo Chicken Wings, but guacamole, chili, and deviled eggs. So the top one is chili. So pizza, chili, 
deviled eggs, buffalo chicken wings, and guacamole. So if you had all of those, uh, that's incredible. But uh, I just had like pizza and chip snacks. That's all. That's all we had. So uh, got a couple bills. So last Friday was filing of the bills. All my bills, I believe, got filed. Um, uh, and you can look them all online at ilga.gov. Um, a couple of things. Uh, I picked up, actually, it's a bipartisan bill. It passed the Senate. It looks at uh, permit fees and our disabled veterans. And, and when our disabled veterans are doing a uh, remodel of their home uh, for their disability, that's the caveat, for their disability, that... Um, that they should have their permit fees waived and, um, you know, helping them out. So that actually was Leader McConkie in the Senate. He's a Republican. Um, and I picked that up in the House. So that's actually, believe it or not, we're just starting, but there are bills coming over from the Senate to the House. And so uh, that had passed the Senate and it will be coming over to the House for consideration. Very honored to be working with uh, Leader, Leader McConkie in the Senate. Um, uh, a pretty much a good bill. Um, another bill that we are looking at is, uh, something that go along with what we were talking about last week is fraud. And there's a lot of instances of, of veterans being taken advantage of because they just don't understand the system with regards to their claims and with regards to other issues. So, uh, working with actually the AFL-CIO and some of their veteran uh, members, we are looking at a veteran benefit notice poster. Now, if you re realize in your place of work, if you go into the um, break room, there are uh, mandatory posters up to tell you your rights as an employee and to tell you um, really important information. So we're going to do this for veterans as well, because Every workforce normally has um, one or two, maybe uh, not every workforce, but, you know, larger companies, they have veterans, bigger companies like Nycor and Comet, they have veteran groups. Uh, so there are veterans in the workforce. They're not always identifying themselves as a veteran, which is perfectly fine, but they need to know their, their rights and their benefits. And so in working with, as I said, uh, the AFL-CIO had a great couple of Zooms. We are working to ensure that veterans know their rights and their benefits in the state of Illinois. So this poster will go right alongside the other mandatory posters in the workforce so that um, we are doing all we can to ensure that our veterans are not taken advantage of. So that's uh, another bill that I'm I'm working on in the General Assembly. Um, and then uh, really, again, uh, working towards pensions. I have a lot of pension bills. Hopefully the fixed pensions, as I've said before, I'll say it again, uh, having good policy for the state, having a good pension plan for the employee. They go hand in hand, and we're working extremely hard with regards to that. There's a lot of other bills, but I really, truly do not want to um, go through the whole list. You can go through the whole list on ilga.gov.gov. Now, right now, uh, next, this week, this week, uh, we do not have session this week. We are uh, going down the next week. We're going to be in session. So not this week, but next week, 
there's a couple committees that have already been scheduled, uh, mental health and addiction committee, and then adoption and child welfare committee. Uh, those are really important committees if you're interested. Um, the uh, mental health and addiction committee is scheduled for uh, February 23rd, it says, and it is uh, going to be in Chicago. So um, definitely if that is a, a interest of you, that's on a Friday. Um, you can zoom in. You can watch it on ILGA.gov. Now, when we meet up again next week, most of the bills, hopefully, will start to be assigned to committees, and there'll be more committees that go on the docket, and then um, Springfield will be really, uh, really hopping, really buzzing, and, um, you know, really busy, so it's 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 uh, quite the thing. Also, on the legislative uh, front, not my bills, but there was a bill uh, that looked at, apparently, a funeral home mishandled some human marines, remains, gave them to the wrong people. So there's a bill looking at criminalizing that. Uh, some other uh, bills with regards to, there is a bill that was filed with regards to the sub-minimum wage, uh, tipped wages, tipped minimum wage. And um, the city of Chicago ended uh, tipped wage. So what does that mean? Mm, well, you can go way back to when I was in college. Uh, when I was in college, I... Uh, I, I was a server and uh, my wage was $2.35. I know it's like back in the day when you had to walk to school both ways uphill. <laughs> when I was a server, I had $2.35. And then they relied on tips to, to make that amount equal to the minimum wage. The city of Chicago passed... Um, let an ordinance within the city of Chicago to end the tipped minimum wage uh, for servers and workers around. So if you're wondering, you know, there's a tip jar pretty much almost everywhere. Almost everywhere there's a tip jar, but not always are those individuals making tipped minimum wage. They most likely are probably making just regular minimum wage, which has been going up uh, in the state of Illinois for quite a while now. And um, you just run up January 1. So they're making minimum wage and then they put out a tip jar uh, for a little extra. However, there are servers uh, like in restaurants that are still at the lower minimum wage amount for tipped workers. And so the city of Chicago ended the long held practice of, of, of tipped minimum wage. Now you can always tip that there's nothing, nothing stopping an individual from tipping um, if they, somebody did a good job and you just want to be generous and, and the like, but, um, there's a differential there. There is a differential there. And, um, and it's kind of in, in nowadays, it's a little bit, um, for me, for me, it's a little bit, uh, blurred because there's a tip jar, you know, almost everywhere, like Panera now uh, asks you if you want to tip them and other places ask about tipping. You don't really know who the the minimum, the tipped minimum wage is, the people that are really getting paid less than minimum wage and really rely on those tips. You have an idea if you go to, uh, you know, a drinking establishment or a restaurant, you would think, well, these individuals are the tip minimum wage. If you even think about that at all, I think about these things because they come across my desk. If you even think about it at all, but then um, 
you go to other establishments like Panera that you would assume that these individuals were making minimum wage because they never asked for a tip before. And then all of a sudden, uh, a tip pops up on the screen if you want to give it or not. So it's kind of blurring the line. So it's an interesting uh, discussion to have. Um, I did not introduce that legislation, but it's a it's a discussion to be having uh, with regards to uh, the tipped minimum wage. I know it's not something people think about. Uh, it's these things I think about, but I know that these things are um, are not things that that you think about. But it is it is things that come across my desk and uh, things that are really, truly um, important. And, and they do, they are very important to a, a lot of individuals. So um, other than that, let's see what else is going on. Uh, oh, tax, um, statewide child tax credits. We've been talking about this. Um, there is a competing uh, legislation in the Illinois House. Um, multiple representatives have put in for this child uh, tax credit. It was nationwide. I do believe Congress is looking at the child tax credit again. Um, so there was a, a dollar amount, like a $600 per child. Then there's another bill of $300 per child for this child tax credit. Um, every little bit helps out, but again, every time we talk about a tax credit, it lowers the income of the state granted and, and, and gives relief to individuals, which is a great idea. But, um, you know, we're, we're talking about millions upon millions upon millions of dollars when we're looking at the grand scheme of things with regards to tax credit. So I'm not opposed to the idea of a tax credit. I am just talking about how it impacts our budget because we still need to function as a state. Believe it or not, we do. And if we talk about um, a credit on one side, but then we also talk about having to hire more DCFS workers on the other side, um, it's in conflict. And we got to work at that stuff. So uh, the budget address, the governor will be doing the budget address next week on Wednesday. We are interested to hear what he has to say um, with regards to that. So, um, oh, now I just got a message that my laptop is needs to be plugged in. So we're going to pause one second while I plug in my laptop. To be quite honest, I thought it was fully, not fully charged, but I thought I had to get enough charge. Um, <laughs> It's a Monday, folks, and that is just what happens. Um, what we are looking at as well, some of the reports that came across my desk is, um, of course, education. So I looked, the report that we have shows that um, in English and language arts, our students have pretty much recovered from the pandemic. So um, Illinois is just one of three states making a full post-pandemic recovery in English, English and language arts. And in a national report, it indicates that Illinois is ahead of other states in our public education system. So way to go. Another great thing for Illinois. So when you talk about two individuals that are naysayers, um, there are good things in Illinois. And that's a great thing. The auto show. The auto show has returned to the McCormick Place uh, this weekend. It pretty much goes, uh, it started, it was first, first glance, uh, first uh 
look, first look was Friday, and it's going to go uh, for several, several days. Um, and it was really cool. I was able to attend. Uh, they have three indoor test tracks, three outdoor ride and drives, and nine electric vehicle manufacturers, including the debut of Tesla and Lucid Motors. Um, so it's a 10-day event. Goes for the next 10 days, and it is the largest auto show of the country. It has all of 750,000 square feet, almost 1,000 vehicles, and hundreds of thousands of square feet of test driving tracks. It was really quite amazing. I walked all the way around it, um, you know, looking at, um, of course, the Fords. I drive a Ford, so the Ford Broncos, their uh, suspension system was really cool. It's an independent suspension system going around the courts, uh, the track that they had um, and, and looking at uh, the muscle cars and, and the um, just the very valuable cars. Uh, you know, there was a Porsche that was like worth $1.3 million. And, but the best car, I got to tell you, the best car was, um, and actually I got, a, I got a picture of it, and it was a Tucker. They, they had some vintage antique cars there. Um, uh, showcased on an antique car museum that's in Chicago, and they had a Tucker. Um, I don't know if you've seen the movie, but there's a movie about this car, and it was number six off of the line. There are only 51 Tuckers, they believe there's they lost one, 50 are still around, and um, the car is worth like millions of dollars. And uh, it was just a beautiful, uh, beautiful car. So, auto show, check it out. I do believe uh, somebody told me on Wednesday is a Veterans Day. Uh, forgive me. I did not. Uh, they told it to me a couple of days ago. I didn't look it up to to verify, but but verify that. But I do believe that they have a Veterans Day for the auto show. So, um, like I said, check it out. It's a good time. Um, other than that, uh, you know, just just some routine things. We've been talking about the opiate settlements. Um, uh, Illinois is going to get um, going to get hundreds of millions of dollars as part of two multi-state settlements involving the opiate epidemic. Uh, the case involved the public health attorney general Raul's office, um, looking at how um, you know Purdue Pharma and other opiate manufacturers contributed to the overdoses and the addiction system. This includes OxyContin and others. So. Um, Two settlements will bring Illinois' share of our payout. So, so it's going to be our share. We don't quite know what our share is going to be. It's more than $1.3 billion is the allotment. And not directly to us, we'll get a share of that. What this money is going to go to is um, local governments looking at addiction services and helping out. Um, what we do know is in our budget, and again, the budget address is next week, and our budget ends at the end of June. So this is money that was appropriated in our budget from last year. But we are setting aside about $1 million to help fund a grant program for manufacturers whose products are made in our state. Makes sense, helping out those that are in our state. And then up to $50,000 of matching grants for small and mid-sized manufacturers for innovation and strategic advancement. Um, oh, I just got a notice uh, because my staff is awesome. They just heard me February 14th, Valentine's Day is first responder and military veterans day. So um, 
Thank you to Nick in my office. If you've met Nick, he is great. So February 14th, first responders, military veterans day on February 14th, all first responders, police officers, EMTs, paramedics, firefighters, U.S. military veterans or active duty may visit uh, an identified location at the event, show their badge or military ID for free entry. Or if you have veteran on your driver's license, you can use that too. And uh, you will guess that a company, first responders, and military personnel on that date will receive a voucher for $5 off an adult admission. So there you go. Thank you, Nick. Um, in my office, he just sent that to me. So always appreciative of those that uh, help me out a little bit. Going back to manufacturing, imec.org slash made in Illinois is applications for that. So. I know I jumped around a little bit, but I wanted to get that information for the veterans in the auto show because um, the auto show is really cool. And if you have a chance to go, uh, definitely, definitely, please, please go. It's a lot of, uh, I, I, if you like cars, if you don't like cars, then don't go because it's a lot of cars. Um, but it's it's a great, the exhibits are great. And the, um, um, it's just amazing to me, you know, vehicles and cars and all the technology that goes into it. So I'm not going to, all right, I'm not going to drive and talk anymore about the auto show, but I, I think cars are really cool, <laughs> especially the vintage cars. Um, speaking of cars, transitioning into cars, iPass and transponders. Now, I, I a new wave of the future. So those uh, boxy tollway transponders, it's on my windshield with the Velcro stick in there. Um, they're going to be replaced with sticker tags. So um, they're phasing out the iPass transponders and you get sticker tags. They're available Monday to order online or for purchase at Jewel Osco locations. Now I know like if you buy, um, you know, a car wash, you have a sticker tag that scans it and you go into your car wash. Same kind of concept. So um, they're available Monday, Monday today, I guess, and uh, order online and uh, Jewel Osco, which fun fact, I, when I was in high school, I used to work at an Osco because back in the day, they were more separate than they are combined today. Uh, but I was uh, I, in high school, I worked at two Oscos. And then um, my kids, my daughter worked on the Jewel side in Floral, which I just ran into a woman at the pancake breakfast that used to say she always bought her flowers from my daughter at Jewel. And uh, my son worked on the Osco side. So thank you to Jewel Osco for not only giving me employment in my high school years, but also employing high school students like my children who are now, who got a great start and are, you know, doing great well, doing great, doing good, doing well. So um, job, uh, if you are looking for a job, uh, the Department of Juvenile Justice, it was hosting employment screening events for a juvenile justice specialist intern position. So they're full-time year-round. Uh, they are shift work. They are opening here in Warrenville, right down the road, Chicago, St. Charles, Grafton, and Harrisburg. Starting salary is $54,648. So um, if you want to look at the information, you can go to idjj.illinois.gov slash careers. Another thing that's um, we're looking at along the employment realm is, um, and I talked about this last week, is the shortage of mental health providers um, and why we have, um, you know, just this gap in, in providing um, 
you know, individuals with this route if they want to take it. What we were looking at is to be a social worker in Illinois, you had a um, requirement of having a master's level degree, master's degree. Now, I have a master's degree. It takes a lot of work. So um, so there are licensed non-independent social workers. And, and now, because we have um, eliminated this requirement to have a master's level, um, the amount of social workers has increased by literally 100% since December 2021, exceeding 10,000 licensed applicants. So uh, this is a first, according, really, when we're working with the Illinois chapter of National Association of Social Workers. It's a first, but it's well needed. We need social workers in our schools, social workers doing uh, you know, a lot of work. And uh, this, is, this was a barrier. And we're looking at barriers um, and why um, we have these voids and why we have these gaps. And so uh, this is something that is um, really important, really important with regards to that. And again, these are things that come across my desk. These are uh, news articles and things I read. I, I try to stay up to date on a lot of things with regards to what's going on with the state of Illinois. And then just compile this for you um, on this quick Monday, um, Monday update. And uh, gosh, this is just great. Yeah, I'm always looking for summer. Uh, IDNR sent out a, a press release and I get press releases and stuff from the departments to my desk. And so IDNR is already looking towards summer. I'm looking towards summer. I really appreciate summer. I, I mean, I do appreciate that the weather's been really mild lately. Uh, however, most of Illinois, just prepping you, most of Illinois will experience a periodical cicada emergence. So if you've been hearing about this, this type of emergence, they say, hasn't been seen in more than 200 years. So there are two different and what IDNR called broths of cicadas. Now, I am not... Um, I, I'm not well-versed on cicadas, but I guess they're called broads, broads of cicadas, according to IDNR uh, press release. So one of these cicadas lives on a 13-year cycle, and the other one lives on a 17-year a cycle. Both of these, though, are going to emerge from the ground at the same time. So this, it's called a dual emergence. And you can get more information from the IDNR website. So this dual emergence hasn't happened since 1803. I, I really don't know how they gauge this, but people do. I got to believe them. So these types of cycles only align once every 221 years. <sighs> Suffice it to say, when you're sitting out there on your back porch, listening to the sounds of summer, it might be a little bit louder. Um, it's, uh, uh, you might not need a, uh, white noise machine if you're sleeping outside in your tent because the cicadas got you covered. So, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be quite the interesting thing. IDNR, uh, wants you to be aware of that as you're planning your summer, um, festivities. If you're sitting out back by a fire, just relaxing in a chair, you're going to hear the sounds of, uh, Broads of cicadas. Bro, broads of cicadas. <laughs> you know, things are just, nature is just interesting. And I think that's just really cool. Um, really, really cool. Other than that, um, 
we can move on to Kane County and oh taxes, you know, value taxes. Um we did expand the earned income tax credit last year. So uh those that are low income, you know, struggling will get a little bit of assistance with regards to the earned income tax credit. So and then uh, the Arts Council announced a bold new changes to the grant and funding process to enhance equal access to public arts funding throughout the state. So uh, definitely look at the Illinois Arts Council as well. So um, there's all different things with the Illinois Arts Council. I just uh, recommend you go to their, um, their website and find out about all their opportunities. Kane County, switching to the counties, because I think, um, so I have all four counties, four counties in my district. Uh, they all come together. Um, they all touch, believe it or not, Kane, Kendall, Will, and DuPage. So um, on uh, Saturday, I was at the Naperville VFW. And this was like the weekend for VFWs. I was on the Naperville VFW. They did an event to raise uh, funds for the VFW Veterans Home. And then I watched the Super Bowl at the Montgomery VFW. So I went from DuPage County to Kane County. I also have Will and Kendall County. Uh, but Kane County sent out a notice uh, that uh, talks about their Kane County Senior Council. Now, there are senior, senior services uh, in the area. I mean, Oswego has their senior uh, services. Kane County Senior Council has a council. And they're talking about the needs of seniors and it's growing. So, um they're looking for volunteers, small part of their time. And, and you know, you might've heard Meals on Wheels, home meal delivery is huge. I knew a couple veterans that really relied on home meal delivery. And I also knew some veterans that did the delivery and they really enjoyed it. One individual that really relied on the home meal delivery that will forever stay with me was a World War II veteran named um, Bill Kurtzrock and uh, a larger than life personality He's since passed uh, many, many years ago, but um, he would always love the home meal delivery person that uh, he would leave his door unlocked for them. The person would come in, put them in his freezer and off they'd go. And he would talk to me about how important home meal delivery was for him. So uh, it, it's just so important and uh, it helps out. So well-being checks is important. Uh, pet food assistance. Uh, community dining volunteer and a network volunteer uh, with regards to that. So caneseniorcouncil.org is their website and get involved is their uh, hashtag. org slash get hyphen involved slash and enter. And then you uh, can help out and find out where there's volunteer opportunities. Um... DuPage Care Center is relaunching the Alzheimer's Association Caregiving Support Group. So while this is not volunteering, it's along the same lines. If you have a loved one with Alzheimer's, um, it, it's confidential, emotional, educational, social support uh, for caregivers of those affected by Alzheimer's and associated illnesses. And it, I know uh, individuals... Um, they, their loved ones is 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 so important to them as as they are as my loved ones are, but you're not alone. And um, the support group will help out, um, help develop you know coping mechanisms, encourage 
your own caregiver burnout and uh, believe it or not um it, it's so rapid and you know it's mostly like a spouse or somebody who's in the family but you also need to the caregiver tends to not take care of themselves because they're so busy taking care of their loved one and this is uh so this is why dupage care center launched is relaunching the alzheimer's association caregiving support group it talks about maintaining the caregiver needs to maintain their personal, physical, emotional health, as well, as well as giving the care to their loved one with Alzheimer's and dementia. I remember um, in this role, you, you meet a lot of people, and I, I remember meeting a woman who was uh, significantly younger than her husband, and her husband had Alzheimer's, and she was telling me the difficulties she had just to try to schedule and get out to get like her hair cut because uh, the care was so overwhelming for her. And, um, and uh, you know, I tried to connect her with services and stuff, but you also need to care for yourself. So um, if you are interested, um, there is a phone number for that, uh, Mike Welzeny, 630-784-4490, or Heidi Boehm, 630-784-4240 for more information on the uh, care center. Um, shifting gears a little bit is uh, some dates coming up. Believe it or not, on March 19th, <laughs> there's a primary election. Uh, Kane, if you're in Kane County, uh, for the most part, um, there's a new state law that allows every precinct polling place to function as a vote center. And this is to enhance accessibility and uh, voting uh, that was passed in the state. So uh, the King County clerk, and I'm sure the other clerks in the other counties are now looking at, they can now cast their ballots at any precinct polling place in the county on election day. So this will eliminate people who accidentally go to the wrong polling place, which does happen because they move. Um, and they can still vote there as well. So, um, and good morning, Bonnie. I see Bonnie on the on the team. So, if you go to the wrong polling place, you should be able to still vote on that day, on election day. Um, so it, it, you could go to your county clerk. March nineteenth is primary election start, but however, early voting early voting started February eighth. So, um. You can vote early, check your county clerk's election uh, official, which would be, uh, you know, in Kane County, your Kane County clerk, your DuPage County clerk, Kendall County clerk, Will County clerk. I have all four counties, as I said. And look to see how you can vote early. Um, you can vote by mail. You can vote uh, in person at the clerk's office. Uh, but there is an election, March 19th, primary election coming up. Um, and then finally, um, March 23rd is the Aurora African-American Health Coalition to host its 17th annual health fair. So that is taking place at uh, Prisco Community Center in Aurora, right there on Illinois Avenue. And then um, the African-American Heritage Advisory Board in a couple weeks is having their event and they are honoring our resident, Joel, Joy bowling. Uh, she does so much for the community and she's an amazing person. So I am privileged to meet with her. And then um, 
if you're looking for something to do today or next week or now that uh, the weather's a little bit better and hopefully it will stay better, uh, enjoyillinois.com. All you can do, you can plan a staycation in the state of Illinois. Either go into the city, either go uh, south to see all the fun things that is available for you to do. Then finally, the city of Aurora. Um, the city of Aurora is asking residents and stakeholders. They, they have this online survey and they're looking at their affordable housing strategy. So when I was back on the city council, we looked at affordable housing. It's, it's a constant um, discussion point. There's an online survey. survey. You can go to the city of Aurora's website. It's uh, aurora-il.org. And you can go to their website and take that survey. So with that, I realize uh, this was kind of a short summary. We had session last week, uh, but mostly that was working on our bills. Uh, there was uh, really no, uh, some bills were in committees and some committees heard. Um, I had a lot of meetings in addition to uh, being on the floor for a short period of time. So things are really going to start um, picking up in the General Assembly after the governor's budget address on Wednesday. So as I said before, uh, we used to have two separate days. One was the budget address and one was the state of the state. However, they have merged those uh, and... Um, Next week will be the state of the state and the budget address. You can view that online, ilga.gov. And if you are on our email list, uh, if you're not on our email list, you should be. Because we send uh, really uh, updates quite a bit. However, uh, if you're not on our email list, go to ildistrict, spelled out, 84.com. And you can uh, get all the information. We try to uh, uh, give a little bit more information than I give you today uh, in the emails. And we uh, uh, try to keep you in informed of upcoming events. Uh, we are in the process of uh, scheduling our events for the year, looking at dates for our shred day. That's normally in July, looking for events looking for the date for our Kid Expo that's in September. And then some other things along the way are, we had a mobile DMV event uh, last year that I think went really well. So looking at mobile DMV events and, and some other events. If there is an event or if there is something that you think would be a great idea or uh, something that you went to in another area that you want us to bring here to our area, certainly, you know, let us know. And um, we can... Uh, try to either put it together or partner with other representatives and other individuals. So with that, we are ending uh, a little bit early. I don't see any questions on Facebook. Uh, I thank you all for watching. Um, and again, if you need anything, just don't hesitate to reach out to the office. Uh, Michelle and Molly are there and, and Nick is there. And um, we're just happy to help out where we can. And uh, next month, next Monday, next Monday is uh, a holiday again. So we have Lincoln's birthday. And then next Monday is President's Day. It's really officially George Washington's birthday, but uh, we just lumped it all together with President's Day. So we will not be having a Facebook Live next Monday. However, we will return and I will have an update for you after that on um, the state of the state and the budget address and going through and seeing 
um, what the governor is proposing to spend. And um, then that uh, plan goes before our committees and then the committees either agree or disagree or just those numbers that the governor has proposed. So, and then um, you can say off to the races or um, full steam ahead because then session and the budget and the bills and the committees and everything will start really ramping up and, and the lobby days. So uh, I am, uh, again, I was at the VFW and um, the VFWs, the, the veterans organizations in Illinois have their first official lobby day. So there's going to be a day in March when there's a whole bunch of veterans in the Capitol. Can't wait. It's going to be exciting. So uh, with that, be safe. Uh, make sure you're still um, aware. Uh, COVID is out there. RSV is out there. Uh, pneumonia, a whole bunch of stuff. So make sure that you're safe. Uh, hand sanitize and social distance is not just for COVID. It's for a lot of other other good good ideas to have when you're out and about. Uh, if you can get outside, enjoy the weather. It's still pretty mild, not terribly brutally cold. And uh, not next Monday, Monday after that, I will have an update for you on the governor's budget. So with that, have a great, wonderful week. And uh, again, reach out if you need anything. Take care, everybody.